0: At UFC 286 in London, England, the former welterweight king looks to regain his crown as Kamaru Usman goes in in an unfamiliar role, the challenger, as he goes up against Leon Edwards in the third fight of their trilogy for the UFC's welterweight championship as Usman looks to improve upon what is already an incredible resume. This is your Kamaru Usman legacy look from Couch Potato Diary. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Alright, we are looking at the stellar career of one Kamaru Usman as he gets ready for his UFC 286 bout uh, coming up this weekend at the O2 Arena in London, England against Leon Edwards. This will be um, one of the few times that... Kamaru Usman has fought outside of the United States. Uh, his first bout outside of the USA came in Santiago, Chile, when he beat Damian Maya on a UFC Fight Night card in 2018. He has also fought in Abu Dhabi once with a victory over Jorge Masvidal back at UFC 251 in July of 2020. But looking at the resume, I believe... Oh, there is one also in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where he beat uh, Worley Alves in 2016. But not someone who ventures outside of the United States of America all that often. Before we get into MMA, and before Usman got into MMA, he was already a decorated champion, as he was a Division II National Wrestling Champion in 2010, winning gold, 2009 winning silver, 2008 he won bronze. Um, So yes, a national champion at 174 pounds in 2010. He is a three-time Division II All-American in 2008, 2009, and 2010. He was an NAIA qualifier in 2007 at 165 pounds and has been um, inducted into the Division II Wrestling Hall of Fame class of 2022. He makes his debut in the UFC coming off of a stint on the Ultimate Fighter where they did uh, Ultimate Fighter 21. It was a competition between Jim's American top team against the black zillions. He beat Michael Graves and Steve Carl before winning the ultimate fighter, show, uh, Season 21, the Welterweight Tournament back in 2015 with a arm triangle over Hader Hassan back again, UFC 215. He entered the UFC with a 5 one record with a fight in RFA, one in CFA where he suffered the first defeat of his career against Jose Caceres in Coral Gables, Florida at CFA 11. Then VFC 41, he bounces back with a win, three fights in Legacy before moving on to the Ultimate Fighting Championship. His first fight after the reality show is part of a rivalry that will be part of defining his career. As he goes up against Leon Edwards, it was a unanimous decision win for Usman in that bout. And it was at that point already where you could see like, okay, this guy might be ahead of a couple of other prospects and guys in his kind of tier. That was a a tier-jumping moment. And then his rise to the top, he really did just kind of follow the path that you're supposed to Alexander Yakovlev with a, a unanimous decision win Warley Alves unanimous unanimous decision win Sean Strickland a unanimous decision win those guys like just an appropriate climb up the ladder but one of the knocks on him early on was that this is a guy who is a wrestler who's just a wrestler he's controlling these guys um, he is basically just grinding these out, it is not a pleasant watch, and so Usman, back in 2017 in Pittsburgh, in a fight against Sergio Morais, really wanted to prove that he was more than just that, he wanted to prove that he could be a complete martial artist, a complete champion, really, who is worthy of moving his way up in the rankings, and could be someone that you wanted to see, and so he put it on Sergio Morais, and that was when, I think a lot of the world started to wake up a little bit, whereas, oh, this guy's got more than just the wrestling. He can do it all. Then a dominant win over Emile Weber Meek, and then a, a big, big spot. Mentioned before, Santiago Chile. Uh, it was Ultimate Fight Night. Maya versus Usman. Damian Maya. It was thought to be a very dangerous opponent because Woodley is going to want to control... Or, sorry, not Woodley. Um... Usman was going to want to control with the wrestling, but Maya is incredibly dangerous when it comes to that world. So this was a real test for him, and he was able to pass it with a a dominant five-round unanimous decision win. He then does that again, going up against Rafael Dos Anjos, who was uh, just knocked off as the UFC... Um, oh, no, that's not accurate either. Uh, this was back 2018. Rafael Dos Anjos, going into that fight with Kamara Usman, had just lost a fight against Colby Covington for the UFC's Interim Welterweight Championship. Um, he had lost the lightweight title a couple of years earlier, then uh, lost to Tony Ferguson, moves up to welterweight, and three convincing victories with Tarek Safadine, Neil Magny, and Robbie Lawler. Loses to Colby Covington, but this is still someone who, okay, he's not cutting down. He's feeling comfortable at this weight class. What's he gonna be? And it was a complete dominance from Kamaro Usman picking up the win in that bout, which makes him the number one contender, moving to UFC 235, where he would fight Tyron Woodley for the UFC's welterweight championship. And this was the big night that he wanted it to be. Kamaru Usman once again controlling this fight with a unanimous decision win in Las Vegas back in 2019 to claim the UFC's welterweight championship. And then an extremely heated rivalry as he goes up against Colby Covington at UFC 245, Uh, this one also in Las Vegas, Nevada for the Welterweight Championship, and this is where Colby Covington, like, this was peak Colby Covington, where he was about as hateful as one can be in fight promos, and he was full on with the MAGA stuff, and just talking a whole lot of shit, and there was some concern about it, because Colby Covington, for all the shit that he talked, also... A skilled wrestler, also someone who was making some improvements on the feet, and so it was really going to come down to who made the the bigger improvements, I guess. And Kamaru Usman ends up breaking his jaw, very fittingly, in the fifth round with four uh, at the four ten mark. So with just fifty seconds to go, he knocks out Colby Covington with um, the the win defending the UFC's welterweight championship, and really putting a stamp that, again, this is someone who can do it all. He can be dangerous with the hands, he can be dangerous with the wrestling, and that this is someone who is kind of destined for all-time greatness. The pandemic hits, we go to Abu Dhabi, where he faces Jorge Masvidal. Again, someone talking a lot of shit. And it's, it's kind of similar to the Anderson Silva run, where Anderson Silva, like... Don't get me wrong, we were all very appreciative of the game that Kamaro Usman had, going up against Rafael Dos Anjos, going up against Tyron Woodley, Damian Maia before that, beating up Sergio Morais. but there wasn't this like, okay, that this is someone you have to see. Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal talked a lot of people into those, and coming out of it, Kamaro is a remarkably likable figure because he punches a hole in Colby Covington's face and then he beats up Jorge Masvidal for a unanimous decision win, his second title defense at UFC 251. Moving into February of 2021, back in Vegas, um, Gilbert Burns was the challenger at the time. Uh, there wasn't a real rivalry with this or anything like that, and Camaro beat him up, knocking him out. And so once again, you're starting to see a bit more of a dynamic approach from Usman. And now, something that is kind of similar to what we see with Leon Edwards in England this weekend, he goes into enemy territory, he goes into Florida to face the BMF champion, Jorge Masvidal, a rematch of their fight, and it is one of the most epic knockouts in the history of the UFC, as he full-on, movie-style spins Jorge Masvidal around, absolutely annihilating him. Picking up the the victory in the second round to, once again, defend the UFC's welterweight championship. At this point, um, he is on just an unbelievable roll. He has won 18 fights in a row, um, with a lot of those coming inside the UFC, And we'll get to the the records in a minute. Once again, he gets to face Colby Covington back at UFC 268 in November of 2021 in New York City at Madison Square Garden, and it is once again a fight that he is able to control. It is a close fight. For sure it is a close fight, but Usman is able to come away with the victory. And so you have two marquee rivalries that define the legacy of Kamaru Usman, and he's able to come away with four of the biggest wins of his career. I would say the four biggest wins of his career, save for a fight with Tyron Woodley that got him the welterweight championship. In all, it's five successful title defenses. He becomes the first Nigerian-born UFC champion. He has the most consecutive wins in the history of the welterweight division in the UFC, second most consecutive wins in UFC history, regardless of weight classes he is also tied for the second most unanimous decision wins in the ufc history in 2021 it was pretty unanimous he was the fighter of the year combat press cbs sports low kick mma cage side press yahoo sports bleacher report um espn mma fighting mma junkie a lot of places naming this guy the top fighter of 2021 with wins over Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, and Colby Covington. The last one coming in November helps with the old recency bias thing. But th- this was an all-time run for Kamaru Usman that comes to a screeching halt in Salt Lake City, Utah at UFC 278 with 56 seconds to go in the fight. The commentator's talking about how Leon Edwards feels like a trip to the judges scorecards is enough to be considered a win and he lands a head kick out of nowhere that completely derails things it was going to be a record for title defenses it was going to continue this record streak of wins inside the octagon and it just doesn't happen for him as leon edwards shocks the world with his matt sarah moment with that knockout and so as we go into this fight here we said on um on a show earlier this week this is up now to Kamaru to prove that that fight was the fluke that we all thought it was. That it was a fighter who landed one lucky kick on one lucky night and just happened to find the off switch. But now Kamaro for another time is going into a fighter's world, going into the home of Leon Edwards and is looking to once again come away with his championship when you look at this resume it is so clear that Kamaru Usman is certainly one of the greats of this generation I would suggest probably the second best welterweight in the history of the sport behind George St. Pierre I do think he passes Matt Hughes on that list um, I don't think it's quite on the level of GSP of the, the, the level of absolute dominance that George St. Pierre had, or quite frankly, the level of competition at, to this point anyway. But for Kamaru Usman to get into that conversation for the, the best welterweights of all time and get into the conversation for pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters we have ever seen in the sport, it is a remarkable run. From the humblest of beginnings. Born in Nigeria. uh, His father was a major in the Nigerian army. His mom was a teacher. Um, He has two brothers. Usman's father um, became a pharmacist in the United States. Brought his family into the country when Usman was 8 years old. Immigrating to Dallas, Texas. It was a long road to get to this point for Kamaro Usman. He has found a trainer that works with him perfectly with... Um, Trevor Williams, after a stop at Black Zillions for a long time, Trevor Whitman has found another level to Kamara Usman's game, but now they need to find another one. How do you handle such a high-profile loss? It's the first time he's coming off of a loss since 2013. The legacy of Kamaru Usman is going to be that of someone who defines this generation at welterweight. But this run doesn't have to be over. If he can come away with a victory here at UFC 286 in London, England, I think he once again cements himself as the pound-for-pound king currently of the UFC, and it gives him a second chapter that fighters like Georges St-Pierre had to see if he can really drive home that he deserves to be not only the fighter of this generation, but any generation. So again, all that's on for line on the line for Kamara Usman this Saturday night, just a spot amongst the all time greats, a, a spot for the pound for pound title. That's all. And, you know, reclaiming a championship that most feel you don't necessarily, you didn't necessarily deserve to lose, aside from one big kick at one perfect time. That is your legacy look for Kamaru Usman. The fight content continues throughout the week. We're going to look at British MMA coming up on Thursday. And then Friday, it is a full-on preview of Kamaru Usman against Leon Edwards and UFC 286. Thank you all so much for downloading. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. And I will talk to you all later. Have a good day, everyone.